Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. Thank you for listening. How, how are you doing? Are we all still here? Check. Checking that we're all still here? Yes. I hope, hopefully, yes. Fingers crossed by the time I actually get this uploaded, we are all still here. Um, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit. This is, uh, I'm just going to dive right into uh, the sixth part of my Gen X extravaganza. Um, there's only one more part after this. I haven't even finished writing it, but it's just going to be, you know, a wrapping it up. This is the penultimate Gen X post, and uh, then the next one will be the last one, I think, unless something else happens that's particularly Gen X-y, in which case all bets are off. But at this point, I think this is really and truly the penultimate Gen X post. <laughs> um, so I think I should just dive in and read it to you because it's a little bit long, um, but I will talk at you again once I get to the other side of it. So here it is, Gen X, part six, selling the drama. We are the few, the proud, the brave members of Gen X who continue to make our way through the world while many of our peers have given up. Do you remember before we were Generation X when we were the Pepsi generation? right about the time that Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire. We were told that Pepsi was the choice of a new generation and there were videos and apparently our generation bought into it hardcore. We were also peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? But that Pepsi generation technique was actually a marketing campaign for baby boomers first. And it worked so well for Pepsi when baby boomers were kids that they thought they'd try it out on us too and all the generations after. How you like Pepsi generation next? Feel like joining the conversation since you are the movement this generation. A lot of the conversation about generations is actually driven by advertising. I read an article about an ad campaign for Lululemon wherein they're targeting the yoga generation. And which generation is that? As far as I can tell, every generation is doing yoga. My grandmother was doing yoga in the 70s, and she was the silent generation, so that's dumb. But that's what I mean. They're trying to put you in a generational category so they can sell you stuff. I say you, not me, because advertisers are apparently not targeting Generation X because there are so few of us. And here I think we have the heart of why Gen X tends to resist being labeled. We somehow have always known that once a marketer could label us, they were getting ready to sell us shit. But what's hilarious is that marketers worked this out about us anyway, so they got sneakier with us when they still cared about us. I once bought a record almost entirely because of its ironic cover. What's ironic is now that Gen X is older, some members of Gen X have more money to spend, but advertising has mostly stopped trying to reach us which probably explains why there's been a recent bubbling up of Gen X articles. Marketers are perhaps getting interested in us again. For good and ill, I imagine. Just Google anything to do with advertising and Gen X and you will see such an extraordinary trove of weird articles about how to advertise to us. Actually, search how to market to any generation and you'll see some eye-opening stuff about what's going on behind that advertising curtain and where you might be vulnerable. 
So, millennials and Gen Z, just in case you're still here, I think it might be useful to recognize that when you see articles and listicles and so on and so on that reference your generation, you are probably being marketed to. The condescending pieces about you that make you mad may be designed to encourage you to spend your money on something or just click on something to get an ad near your eyeballs. The imaginary rivalries between Gen X and millennials or between millennials and boomers are essentially clickbait for the people trying to sell you stuff. As we now carry devices that have the capacity to market to us everywhere we go, we all need to become savvier about our vulnerabilities to advertising. As marketing becomes more personal and more direct, it will become harder and harder to remember our humanity. It might be helpful for all generations to take on some of our good old genetic skepticism. We seem to now live in a world of relentless marketing. And it's not just businesses who are marketing at us. The new norm seems to be a kind of marketing of self. People have become brands instead of individuals. Most of Gen X has a gut response to this trend, and it, it is strong-armed revulsion. To us, this branding of people carries all the horrors of the origin of the word, the branding of cattle with hot iron. For most of Gen X, this branding of the soul is relentlessly uncool. We liked our icons reclusive, uninterested in self-promotion, and intensely private. Prince once gave an interview to the BBC wherein he neither spoke nor showed his face. Both Kurt Cobain and David Foster Wallace were incredibly uncomfortable with their own popularity. Can you imagine a Cobain clothing line? A David Foster Wallace cologne? For us, as soon as a band became popular, it ceased to be cool. But we live in a gig economy now, and if we want to survive, we must do as the digital natives do and put all of our goods out for clicks and likes. We cannot be the reclusive geniuses we want to be because the world doesn't work that way anymore, and maybe it never did. Every Gen Xer that I know is deeply uncomfortable with self-promotion. We recognize that we need to sell our book or our record or our blog or our podcast or our show or our theater company or our business or whatever it is, but it is highly problematic for us. If we do it, we tend to see it as a necessary evil. I've taken multiple marketing classes, and despite having a lot of knowledge and skill at my disposal, I have generally yielded next to no results. While attempting to sell my show in the highly crowded market of the Edinburgh Fringe, I discovered that the only real marketing skill I had, that is, the only thing that would reliably bring people to the theater, was making friends. Like, actual friends. This is the only successful marketing I have ever done. I made some friends who showed up for me because that's what friends do for each other. I have had this podcast for over a year, and I am so bad at self-promotion that most of my best friends don't even know about it. And maybe it is just me. Maybe I'm the only one, see part four, that is unwilling to trade my authenticity for more likes or shares. Maybe I'm the only one that closely guards my best work until I'm ready to share it. Maybe I'm the only one that would rather share my truth than a promotional photo. I don't think I'm the only one, though. 
Generation X tends to see the world that has emerged behind us as a life-sized version of that SNL sketch, you can do anything. We see that kind of self-promotional vibe as not only terminally uncool, but completely at odds with authenticity, which is one of our core values. I really do admire the chutzpah of Lena Dunham and having her character announce at the beginning of her show that she is the voice of her generation, or a voice of a generation. This is something that no Gen Xer would ever do, even if she wanted to, even as a joke. And Dunham was definitely joking. I dig the gutsy self-aggrandizement of it, and I dig it that it made her extremely popular. Most of Gen X would rather be authentic than popular. We would rather be true to ourselves than just about anything else. I wonder if, in addition to the small numbers of us, our general lack of interest in self-promotion is a factor in our invisibility. In a world where everyone seems to be shouting about how great they are, Gen X is sitting in the corner making something totally cool that few people will ever see. I wonder if this is part of why there have been so many think pieces about how Gen X is going to save the world, how Gen X is our last hope, etc., etc. I think this is how we like to be seen, as the quiet, secret heroes, chronically underestimated, but swooping in at the last second to save and astonish a grateful world. This image appeals to us. But frankly, even after reading dozens of these articles in which Gen X saves the world, I have yet to be convinced that somehow Generation X has the secret world-saving serum. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to all get together to get that done. Generation X would like to do it alone, but this is a job that's going to need all generations on deck. So, there it is. Advertising. Advertising is kind of what generations are about, is what I've sort of come to the conclusion of, which is why this is the penultimate. Uh, I like to say the word penultimate, obviously. <laughs> this is the penultimate Gen X post, because um, I do think this kind of advertising piece is the, is the thing that is often missed, because advertising really does dominate the generation conversation. Like, when you look in, you realize, like, oh, generations aren't, like, a real, real thing. I mean, they're a real thing in terms of, like, the way social scientists look at them, but those they usually call it call that stuff cohort, cohort, bleh, cohorts. Cohort is a hard word to say. Um, cohorts, that's what social scientists use rather than generations. Um, I, I suspect it's mostly marketing, the generation idea which is upsetting. Anyway, so I have confessed to how terrible at marketing I am, um, like really terrible, like really. Self-promotion, I mean, I, I feel like I do a good job sometimes. Like I'm like, I did all the things I'm supposed to do. And then like no one turns up at the thing or... I make the thing and I think, oh, yeah, I really did a good job getting it out there. And, like, it's because I just, like, posted it on social media once. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's like I just don't have the stomach for it. Um, so it, and that's actually part of the reason I started to plug other people's podcasts on this podcast because I'm, I'm actually good at promoting other people. I'm just not so great at promoting myself. And, and, I'm, and by promoting, I mean like 
supporting and and cheerleading for and like aiming people at like I, I really do love to connect people to the right other people or the the thing that they're gonna love the book they'll love the podcast they'll love the song they'll love that uh, that is that is a real pleasure of mine to be able to say like you're gonna love this because you know when you know someone and you know what they like it's very satisfying to be able to provide them such a thing and in a way that's that's marketing I suppose except for I sure as shit don't see it like that Anyway, so that is why I've been recommending podcasts to you because I have a podcast and um, if you like the podcast, maybe you'll recommend it to somebody, right? Like, isn't that how it works? Hopefully. Maybe not. I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you about podcasts I love. So here's what's hard, though. I was trying to find a podcast that sort of fit a kind of Gen X idea of being sort of, um, you know, super authentic and hosted by a Gen Xer and, uh, you know, kind of underexposed. And the only one that I could find that really fit that bill, I have already recommended to you. (laughs) So let me recommend it again, because it is actually one of the few that is not um, sponsored by a particular, like a radio show or sponsored by... um, you know, businesses or magazines or there's, you know, most podcasts have a have a parent or an umbrella. Um, and The Broad Experience, which is one I've recommended before, and I'm recommending again because it's the only one that fits this description. Um, the Broad Experience is an independently produced podcast. She has gotten sponsorships really recently, but, you know, she's been doing it all herself. So, Um, that is totally classic Gen X right there. Um, and there are some, actually some cool Gen X men I know who are doing a podcast right now too. Um, but I'm going to save that one for later because I'm sure there will be another occasion for that. I'm just going to re-recommend the broad experience toasted by Ashley Miltite, who I am 98% sure is Gen X. I think she's a few years older than me. Um, but not many, I don't think. Uh, anyway, it's a it's a podcast, totally independently produced, and um, yeah, Ashley Miltite is a great host and exposes, explores, gets in there uh, on the subject of women and work. So, re recommended, and if I have to re recommend it again, I will. But I'm gonna try and spread out the spread out the love to the to the other podcasts as we go along. Um, but meanwhile, the broad experience, check it out. Um, so your song for today, everybody is, uh, selling the drama, which appears nowhere in the actual song, but the title was so perfect for, for what I wanted to talk about in this blog. I had to use it. I don't know if you know this song, but it's a band called live who I really loved. I, in like the nineties, they're like, I don't know if I loved them unilaterally, but like, I loved this song, Selling the Drama, that I'm going to sing for you. And I also loved this song called I Alone. And like, I don't know, for some reason, they were, they were, they're like really angsty dude songs. They're like, you know, like, ah, your heart hurts and you're going to sing real loud about it. And when I got really like mad about stuff, these two songs were kind of the only ones that would do. Um, I don't, I don't know what it was about it, but, uh, but yeah, so. 
What's weird about this song, and I'm just going to say this, this is totally a tangent and has just not much to do with the content of this particular blog cast, but there's a lyric in this song um, about rape, which is uh, weird. It's weird. And um, I was always trying to convince myself that he wasn't actually saying raped, but he is. Um, I have now learned. And I... I think that's a little weird because he's a dude. Um, and I feel like he's using it metaphorically. And there's just no way that I can think of it metaphorically. Um, so it does alter the meaning of the song quite a bit, I think, when it's not a metaphor. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It, it, it somehow... Yeah, we keep fighting the good fight, I guess. Anyway, so uh, trigger warning. I guess I'm a little late on that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is uh, this is selling the drama. Originally recorded by the band Live. Yeah, that's their name. Their name is Live. And now, sung for you by me. And to love. And to fear the flame and to burn a crown that has a name and to right a wrong and to me a strong it is known just breathe it from the wall I to feel a flame and to 